This is Women With Books, a collection of conversations about your favorite books, media, and all of the fabulous things in life. Curated by me, author Lindsay Emery. I'm so glad you're a part of today's chat. Welcome to my guest this episode, Miss Carrie Winfrey. Welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to have you on because, as I was just telling you, um, I loved your book. Your book that came out this summer is called Waiting for Tom Hanks. And oh my gosh, I just, I'm just jumping into the discussion. <laughs> I should probably, I know, I should probably like hold off and be way more, you know, so tell us, tell us who you are and and what do you write, Miss Winfrey? (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, tell us what you write. Yeah, Yeah. rom-com. And you have some YA books as well, too. I do. Yeah, my first two books are young adult and they are, they're also technically rom-coms, but since they're young adults, there's more of a, a coming of age angle with them, too. Um, but this book is my first straight adult rom-com. And how did you get the idea for it? Well, in 2015, I started a blog called A Year of Rom-Coms, which is just what it sounds like. Um, every year, once a week, I would watch a rom-com, and then I would blog about it and kind of examine which common tropes the movies used, and what I liked about them and didn't like about them and figuring out which ones are my favorites and least favorites. So I was watching a lot of romantic comedies and I was really connecting with a lot of people through that blog. And I was realizing that everyone, everyone wants to talk about rom-coms. And at the time there weren't quite as many of them being made. And um, I just thought, wouldn't it be so cool if I could write a book that utilized all this rom-com knowledge I have about all these movie tropes And then the title idea came to me first, the title of Waiting for Tom Hanks, because Tom Hanks is kind of the ideal romantic comedy man in Sleepless in Seattle and You've Got Mail. And I thought, what if somebody had watched all of these movies and really internalized what they're telling them so much that they're kind of putting their life on hold and waiting for their real life Tom Hanks to show up? So that's kind of where the idea of the book came from. And it was flawlessly executed. Um, Thank you. (laughs) I think uh, people who have been listening to the podcast probably already realize how all of this came about. So I had Terry Wilson and Nancy Nagel Mm -hmm. on earlier this spring. And Terry recommended your book. She's like, because we were talking about rom-coms. And she said, oh, have you read this book, Waiting for Tom Hanks? And I said, no, no, I've seen it. I haven't grabbed it because I get on NetGalley too and get ARCs. And she goes, oh, you have to read it. I think that day or the next day, I'm like, well, I do whatever Terry Wilson tells me to. Um, she is like a sparkly, satiny boxing glove. I mean, mm-hmm. she's pretty, but yeah, do what she tells you to do. So, um, so I did it. And then immediately, I think I was taking a kid to a soccer practice. This is this is the story of my life. Everyone knows. I'm very bored. I go to soccer practice and I either write or read. So that night I was reading and I started your book and I just, I was laughing. I was like on the sidelines, you know, with all these other parents. And I am laughing to myself. And I'm sure they thought, uh, we just joined a new team. So they're like, that's mm-hmm. a crazy woman who laughs to herself. Um <laughs> 
And it was so good. And I immediately, I think, um, like reached out to you probably like the next day and said, please be on my podcast because <laughs> I also have to talk to you. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, so thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly, okay. like I said, flawlessly executed. I could definitely see how you were pulling in tropes and um it's almost a little bit like, um, oh, that movie that came out, uh, Isn't It Romantic, earlier this yes. year? I just saw that a couple of weeks ago, actually. Oh, yeah. but yours is a lot more, I mean, that one is mm-hmm. just on the verge of satirical, right? Yes. Because yeah. the, the main character in that movie does not want to be in a rom-com. She thinks mm-hmm. rom-coms are stupid. But mm-hmm. in your book, the main character is like, yes, thank you very much. I love rom-coms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I, I love that movie, and I could tell it was was made by people who know a lot about rom-coms but I felt like that movie is a little bit edgier than my book I think my book is more slightly more loving yes. <laughs> a more loving look at rom-coms <laughs> now I need you to, I, I feel like I read something on social media or maybe by you or something and maybe mm-hmm. I'm imagining it because sometimes that happens <laughs> did you have to get approval for this title no to use the word Tom Hanks in your title <laughs> No, I do oh, not. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. I thought that. <laughs> no, I mean that is a question I get asked a lot uh, because people are curious. Like, can you legally use someone's name in a book? And I, I mean, I don't know, but it hasn't been a problem, and my publisher didn't have a problem with it. So I guess That's it's good. okay. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying it's not. I would uh-huh, love. Actually, yeah. I'm I'm writing a. Um, I'm writing a, a work right now, and mm-hmm. I used um, Jimmy Buffett's name in it. <laughs> and then I, I did have a moment like, I wonder if one day someone's going to tell me, oh, no, 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 you can't yeah. use Jimmy Buffett's name. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. But Tom Hanks has never sent us a cease and desist order or anything like that. So, <laughs> um, Well, and I've never had anyone change. Actually, the only thing I've ever had a, a publisher want to change before is mm-hmm. I wrote these books, um, Shorty Sisters Mysteries, based on mm-hmm. um, death in the sorority house. And I was told to make sure I changed. I made up all of the sororities, that the sororities will come after you if you oh, use wow. them. So, mm-hmm. so um, sororities are probably way more bloodthirsty than Tom Hanks. <laughs> that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, it does make sense. I can't imagine Tom Hanks, like, unless you wrote something really disparaging about him. I know, but... and this is, this is all completely positive because oh my gosh. who would have anything bad to say about Tom Hanks? <laughs> no one. Okay, so here's my other question that I've mm-hmm. seen discussed a few times or heard discussed a few times. Did you base the lead character in this book on a certain movie star? Yes, I did, but not the one that most people think. Um, oh, can you tell I, us? Yeah, okay. I based him on John Krasinski because I think that John Krasinski should be in more rom-coms um, instead of being in action movies like he started doing right after The Office. Mm-hmm. But most people think that he's based on Chris Pratt. I saw either a Chris Pratt or Chris mm-hmm. Evans. Yeah, um, I get that one a lot too. Yeah. But yeah, I can see John Krasinski and I do agree with you. I, I enjoyed um, John Krasinski and the Jack Ryan um, mm-hmm. sh- series on Amazon. My husband and I did enjoy that. But the whole time I'm kind of like really trying hard to suspend disbelief that that's not Jim from The Office <laughs> like I fighting know. terrorists. <laughs> I know. I just think he could have been like 
uh, the next Tom Hanks in rom-coms if he wanted to, which clearly he did not. But like, I loved him in It's Complicated, where he was just a side character. He wasn't the love interest, but just watching him in a rom-com, I thought, oh man, he would be such a good romantic lead. I wish, <sighs> I wish that's what he was doing, but oh well. <laughs> it's not too late, John. But I know, he's it's not got, too like, late. He's probably living a real life rom-com with his beautiful yeah. English wife. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah. So what was the easiest part of this book to write for you? Well, it was very easy for me to write all of my favorite tropes because I am so familiar with all the things that I love from movies, like when people get snowed in, when people fall over and need help. Like, all of those things are really easy because I know those so well. And what was the hardest part? Mm, I have a really hard time with people having any sort of conflict, which is really necessary for a book. <laughs> I like in my head, like people should just get along all the time, which would be the most boring book in the world. So whenever I have to make people fight, it's always really hard for me. And usually my um, my beta readers and my editor will be like, there needs to be more conflict in this scene because I never have enough initially. <laughs> oh, interesting. But that's kind of what I liked about the book. I mean, you did you did put some conflict in. In fact, the mm -hmm. the black moment misunderstanding part, I mm -hmm. kind of wanted to throw up in my mouth a little bit. It was so <laughs> awful. Thank you. But I did like that it was sweet and easy, and because it just felt like the whole tone of it felt like a rom com to me, or a Hallmark movie, or something mm -hmm. like that. That wasn't. I mean, there was a little bit of edge here and there, but it mm -hmm. did not feel uncomfortable ex until that one yeah. moment you know what I'm talking about <laughs> yes but, I mean I I don't know how to write a villain and I don't like writing villains so in all of my books like no one is ever the bad guy and I can't imagine ever writing a book where there is an actual like bad guy so I don't know like people always end up pretty nice in my books <laughs> yeah even like the ex-boyfriend or the mm -hmm. guy that gets broken up with is kind of like the um oh Oh, Patrick Dempsey character in Sweet Home Alabama. Like <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Or like how in Nora Ephron movies, like all the breakups are always really nice. Like when Meg Ryan um, and Greg Kinnear break up and you've got mail, it's like not upsetting at all. <laughs> I know. That is one of my favorite. Um, well, when Terry and Nancy and I were talking, I... Um, actually, we gave a workshop at RWA about rom-coms, too. And oh, yeah. so it would have been so good to have you on the panel because you would have been able to school us all. But we met beforehand. And I don't think they'll mind me saying this. But I was like, oh, we were talking about um, when there's a love triangle in rom-coms. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's personally one of my favorites. And because it's never really? really a true love triangle. It's kind yeah. of like that. It's like Meg Ryan, Greg Kinnear, and Tom Hanks. I mean, it's like the girl gets two really awesome choices. Mm -hmm. um, but there's not like a huge amount of weird infidelity. Yeah. <laughs> but then Terry accidentally slipped and called it threesome. And we're like, whoa. Yeah, that's like a whole different direction. Yeah, she just tried to go there. And we we're like, please stop. Um, well, you said you had you you done you did research when you mm -hmm. wrote your blog. Um, is that blog still ongoing? Or I know I want to put it in my show notes mm -hmm. so that people can. Yeah, I update up. occasionally now. After I got up to fifty two, I stopped for a while, and I had a baby, and then I couldn't watch any movies for like ten months um, because he never slept. But then once I started watching things again, now every once in a while I do update it, but not not very frequently. 
I know. There's this weird thing after you have babies that it's like you're in this <laughs> vortex of yeah. time, space, popular culture. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Mean, I feel like I'm still catching up on all the things I missed when he was really little. <laughs> you get mm-hmm. out of it and you go, wait, there were things that were happening that didn't involve yeah. this 15-pound <laughs> screamer? Uh-huh. <laughs> but now you're out. I mean, what good timing? Because um, mm-hmm. you have yeah. to kind of come out of the cave to promote your book (laughs) (laughs) Um, you mentioned you've seen um, isn't it romantic lately have there been Mm -hmm. any other good rom-com movies that you've seen or enjoyed well I love all the Netflix ones like always be my maybe and set it up and to all the boys I've loved before I've loved all of those movies Um, I'm so glad that Netflix is making rom-coms because I feel like all of those are like really good classic rom-coms with a lot of my favorite tropes in them and they're so fun to watch yeah i definitely feel like always be my maybe is just like instant classic it's got yes. <laughs> i mean if only for the keanu reeves um bits alone yeah <laughs> <laughs> talking about um threesome slash uh triangles uh-huh. <laughs> and then you know we've got the i've got a lot of rom-com books coming out right now so do you mm-hmm. feel like we're having a resurgence or why do you feel like we're all of this is becoming new again yeah um i think part of it is just that the news right now is so upsetting and i feel like like people don't want to think about climate change 24 7 like you do need a break from things and i think that people are looking for some fun lighter reads and that's why i'm so happy that there's so many more rom-coms being published right now Okay, I have to ask, because mm-hmm. Tom Hanks, do you have a favorite Tom Hanks movie? Okay, that is I'm a sure very you hard ask question. This. I know. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's a hard question, and I think that my favorite one to actually rewatch over and over is You've Got Mail. Mm. I just think that's a perfect movie. It's so fun. But I think his best performance is in Sleep in Seattle, because he's so good as a sad dad. I just love it so much. <laughs> hmm. I do like both of those. Those are definitely both classics. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I think I would have to go with Sleepless in Seattle over mm-hmm. You've Got Mail. Even though now that I'm a writer, it totally kind of bugs me that they're apart for most of the movie. Cause I know, yeah. I, I want to like smush like... them together <laughs> know, and write new like scenes. That was such a risky move for the movie to do like what do you think about the a splash remake i don't know if it's official or not with channing tatum and it's gender bender what do you think about that i have long been a champion for the idea of channing tatum in a (laughs) rom-com yes i think he's so fun um i just think he'd be really good at it so i know he's like been in some romantic stuff before but i am all for anything that puts channing tatum in a rom-com I think it'll be, I think he'll be really well cast as the merman, though, because, um, pardon me, Channing, but you do dumb really well. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Like, dumb, but but sweet. (laughs) Dumb, but sweet. So I could just see, like, hilarity ensuing when he becomes, you know, on land Mm -hmm. and, like, doesn't know what toothpaste is or something. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. And he's also really good with being naked, apparently. Yes. Uh, he, <laughs> so, 
I know lots of women are looking forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, that splash thing, though, I was looking at that, and it kind of made me feel like redoing so many classic movies and mm-hmm. updating movie. Not classic. I mean, classic. We're talking about 1980s. I guess that's classic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're redoing and updating so many movies. Um in fact, when my husband showed me, I was trying not to look at the Top Gun trailer, and mm-hmm. he made me watch it with him. And it, it, it made me feel a little old, to be honest. I'm like, I, Maverick cannot be old. Maverick has to be young and perpetually young for me to um, relate. Anyway, but with all these reworkings and stuff, could you ever see a reworking of Sleepless in Seattle or You've Got Mail? Or do you think that they're like movies of their times? I don't know because, like, You've Got Mail is such a timeless story since it's originally based on a different movie, The Shop mm-hmm. Around the Corner. I feel like I feel like somebody will remake that. And I know there's lots of stories and movies that kind of use the same plot device, like people writing to each other and not knowing. Um, so I feel like that one will be told over and over. But I would love to see something else like Sleepless in Seattle where the people don't meet until the end. Mm-hmm. But... That is so hard to do. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think it really, you've got to have those, um, uh, Terry Wilson said this in RWA. She said, you've really got to have strong side characters, yes. which they did. I mean, so to give yes. to give each of the main characters people to play with, you know, and, and banter and stuff, you get all that banter, but you get it with other people. Um, yeah. And that's my favorite part, usually, of rom-coms. I mean, obviously, I love the love story, but I always love, like, funny side characters, those are my favorite in a movie or a book, and that's my favorite thing to write. So I'm always, like, super happy when a movie has lots of wacky side characters. Oh, that reminds me. You have uh, two characters in particular in Waiting for Tom Hanks. Are Is there going to be an, another book about some more people? Or no? There sure is. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> uh, yeah, not like the movies. Should be out next year. It's about <sighs> Chloe and Nick. So. I guess I, I should I have known that has that been announced or is it out? Yeah. I don't know. It, yeah, it has been announced, and then um, I don't know like what edition of the book you read, but they they have um, the first two chapters are in the back. Oh, the see, I now, had an arc, so, so that's probably mm-hmm. why. Well, probably, yeah, like the really yeah. early ones didn't have the chapters in there. But, <gasps> okay, yeah, <good. laughs> that'll be great. Will we see more of um, the characters? I mean, the main characters from Waiting for Tom Hanks? Yes. Um, okay. I feel like Annie is like she's pretty present in this book. Okay. Because it's like it's it's set um like as the movie is coming out, the movie that's based on Chloe and Nick. Oh great. So yeah, so she's around and it definitely it has a lot of the same characters are around, just maybe not as big of roles as the last book. And what's the what's the title again? Not like the movies. Not like the movie. Because okay. Chloe, um, Chloe is like very anti-rom-com, mm-hmm. but there's an actual rom-com coming out based on her life. So it's kind of about her rejecting all these rom-com tropes that Annie loved so much. Oh, was that hard to like flip it around and hate rom-coms? <laughs> yes, because I had to write like a paragraph where she talks about all the reasons why she hates You've Got Mail. And how she thinks it's all about how like capitalism ruins lives. And that's not what I believe that movie's about at all. And I was like, well, what would somebody think if they really hated it? So that was hard. <laughs> it's really hard to be inside her head. Okay. Well, that's a good question. Is there a rom-com that you do not like? Yeah, there okay. is. Um, Which one? 
So I've heard that the book is better, but the movie Something Borrowed, I really don't like. Um, mainly because John Krasinski is in that <laughs> movie. <laughs> he is not the love interest. It really bothers me because it's set up for him to be the perfect love interest. And then he just isn't. But I don't know. I found that movie really disappointing. <laughs> that is so funny because when we were talking about John Krasinski, mm-hmm. I was like, I was trying to remember. <laughs> no, he's in that movie. And I could see the movie in my head. I uh-huh. couldn't think of the title. And yeah, obviously it's forgettable for me, but um, yeah, it's been but a long I've time. I've heard from a lot of people that the book is much better. Um, so I gotta, I gotta try it. I have it, but I haven't read it yet. So yeah. we'll see. <laughs> Emily Giffen is great. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a rom-com you think is critically underrated oh my gosh i have so many but i'll talk about <laughs> the one that i'm always talking about like i'm doing this thing on instagram called underrated rom-com wednesday yeah every wednesday i talk about a rom-com that i think is underrated but my number one is just right starring queen latifah and common that's the one i talk about all the time because i think it's so fun it's just like a really good classic rom-com like it's not um it's not like subversive. It's not trying to be meta. It's just a really good, fun rom-com. It's like fun to watch. It makes you feel good. And Queen Latifah is so great. And it's a sports rom-com. Common's a basketball player and she's his trainer. So it's like her being really good at her job. I don't know. I just love it. I think it's a perfect movie. <laughs> I think, am I crazy? Is that what the, ter- I think that's what Terry said when I talked to her too. Really? <laughs> Yeah, you guys are sharing a brain. This is I freaky. Think so, yeah. <laughs> um, what? I know you got asked this question too. Mm-hmm. Have you actually rehearsed in your mind what you will do when you meet Tom Hanks? Because I believe I that the universe is clearly sending you on this path, <laughs> and one day you're going oh. to look up and say, "Oh crap, I'm at Disney World, and there's Tom <laughs> Hanks," or something like completely random. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thought of that freaks me out so much <laughs> that I can't even think about it. Um, like, obviously, I love him. He's Tom Hanks, but it is my biggest fear that I'm really bothering him by naming the book after him because now people always tag him in tweets or Instagram posts about it. I'm like, oh, this poor man. He must be like, why won't this woman leave me alone? <laughs> like, she wrote a book with my name in it, and now I'm getting tagged <laughs> constantly. But I don't know. I can't even think about what it would be like to meet him in person. I know. I'm so awkward. With, <laughs> yeah. Not awkward. I, like, I I'm sure he would be nice. Right. But. I can't even say I'm awkward because I just see a celebrity and I'm like, I wouldn't want to be bothered. So I'm going to leave no. them alone. Um, there's very, very, very few celebrities that I would go I up know. to. Yeah, I would never. So the thought of it is just very, very stressful for me. <laughs> Unless the only reason I would go up to celebrity is if I'd written a book with their name in the title. <laughs> I know I do have kind of a compelling reason. <laughs> I think that he would forgive you, um, especially if you always carry around a copy so that um, he could sign it and hold it up in an Instagram post. Yeah, that's what people keep asking me. It's like, can't can't you get like a picture of Tom Hanks with your book? And it's like, oh, would that I could? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I don't even, like, normally I'm like, okay, here's, you know, even, so I wrote a book about a princess that came mm-hmm. out last year, a princess in a, a royal wedding. And even then, people were giving me advice about, you need to get Meghan Markle to read this. 
Yeah, I'm sure that'll be really easy. She's probably got nothing else going on. But probably the very thing easy is, I've heard from so many people who did give me advice because apparently oh you can God. send things to the royal family and you get a thank you <laughs> note back, like no matter what uh-huh. you send them. So there's like actually a system set up that I could do to at least get it across the pond, right? Uh-huh. I don't know that there's like an official system for Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom Hanks, yeah. I mean, cause he's, not, he's not the king, uh, on the, almost, figuratively, but yeah. not literally, where he has to send you a thank you note to everything. Uh-huh. But I'm going to think about this. We might... You might be able to come up with it one day. But I understand your reticence, too, because yeah. that's that's me. Like last week, I was in the airport in LaGuardia, mm-hmm. and I saw one of the Queer Eye guys. Oh, and, my gosh. You know, I totally played it cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which one was go it? Up to them. Jonathan. Oh, my. Oh, wow. He mm-hmm. probably has so many people coming up to say hi to him. He had two assistants with him. Oh, so wow, yeah. <laughs> I was worried that they were going to like, oh, excuse me, Mr. Van Ness doesn't take. <laughs> but yeah, either way, I was like, how much is it worth my awkwardness to have mm-hmm. this photo? Yeah. And um, it was not it was not worth it for me at that time. However, uh-huh. if, if I do find myself around Meghan Markle or Kate Middleton, I'll probably mm-hmm. have to suck it up and... But they have security, so I, That's true. I might have to consider that, too. Anyway. <laughs> well, backing up a little bit, I just want to know, like, have you always wanted to be a writer, or was there something that turned you into a writer? Yeah, it has been pretty much always. Like, even before I was in kindergarten, before I knew how to write, I would tell my mom stories and have her write them down for me. Aww. So. I've definitely always wanted to tell stories, and that's what I majored in when I went to college, was creative writing. But at the time, like, maybe other programs are different, but mine was mainly focused on short stories, like literary short stories. So that was what I studied for four years, and I kind of assumed I would just write, like, depressing short stories. I don't know what I, I didn't really know myself. I don't know. (laughs) You should really look into that, Carrie. I hear that's uh, that's coming back. (laughs) Yeah. But I, and I love literary fiction too. Um, But the whole time I was in college, I was also reading commercial fiction and lots of it. And the feedback I got in workshops was always like, oh, your dialogue sounds too much like it's on TV or your books read too, or your stories read too YA. So kind of everything was really pointing me towards, like, my voice is much more commercial fiction, but it took me so long to figure that out. It was, like, years after I graduated from college before I was realized, like, I should be writing commercial fiction. I should be writing romantic comedies, and that's what I'm good at. <laughs> that is so smart of you to realize that, um, because obviously you figured it out. You mm-hmm. made a hit. and um, <laughs> But I was talking about that in our workshop, too, in New York, was... I, and a lot of other writers, I think, have been told the same thing. Like, I write something mm-hmm. serious, and people are like, oh, my God, that was so funny when they died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think just some of us have lighter, mm-hmm. more comedic voices. We use, you know, it's it's all about voice, right? And so mm-hmm. um, I had someone once tell me, like, oh, you should write, like, those domestic thrillers, like Gone Girl or... Dead girl on the train, dead girl uh-huh. in the yard, you know, all that stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I would do it. And people would be like, why are you making, why are you making fun of dead people? And I'm like, oh, I just, I can't. I know. 
if I tried to write something like that, it would be like, why is nothing happening? There's no conflict because I wouldn't want to really kill anybody. <laughs> it would not work. <laughs> and then the cute police officer mm-hmm. like, comes in. He spills <laughs> coffee. and Oh, wait you, wait, you had the coffee spill. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, do people ask you a lot for recommendations? Or when somebody asks you for recommendations, is there some a book or something that you always recommend? Yeah, I have lots of rom-com books I can recommend, but one of my favorite books to recommend that I don't know if a lot of people have read it because it came out before this big like rom-com boom with illustrated covers, but it's 32 Candles by Ernessa T. Carter. And no, you can, I heard this. Yeah, you can tell by the title, it's kind of inspired by 16 Candles, but it's about a woman who's 32. Uh. And I've heard it described as like the bluest eye meets 16 Candles, which sounds like it should not work, but it really does because it's a very fun rom-com but it's also about race and abuse and very dramatic too and i love it i think it's so good i wish more people would read it yeah i'm putting them out on the list yeah and then um one of my other favorites that's out now is the flat share by beth o'leary um i don't know if you've read that one Oh, flat chair. Yes, the flat chair. Sorry, for some reason I heard flat chair. I'm like, that's interesting. <laughs> That'd be a different book, yeah. <laughs> uh, flat chair. Yes, yes, I've seen I've seen it somewhere. Yes, okay, tell me yeah, more about it. It is such a fun rom-com premise. It's um, two people are sharing the flat, but one of them works night shift and one of them works day shift, and they're literally sleeping in the same bed just at different times. So kind of like Sleepless in Seattle, they don't meet for a while. But they do end up meeting about halfway through the book. But they, like, communicate via post-it notes in the apartment until then. Hmm. It's so cute. I really love it. And then there's a couple coming out soon that I've read that I wanted to mention, one of which is Not the Girl You Marry by Andy J. Christopher. Yes. Which is, like, a gender-swapped uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. That yes. kind of, like, updated. So fun. And then the other one that I just read is The Bromance Book Club by Lisa K. Adams. It is so good. It's about a group of men who read romance novels to help their marriages. Their marriages, um, and it's so good. And I also cried at the end. <laughs> it was like a really emotional experience. <laughs> oh, I have both of those, and I'm so I I want to because uh-huh. I'm doing like the podcast or anything. I've got like things I have to read first, but yeah. I'm just like looking forward to that, like the ice cream. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> they're both so up. fun. <laughs> oh, yeah, when I heard the premise for both of those, mm-hmm. um, I and, and Bromance Book Club especially, I was like, oh, why didn't I think about that one? I know, it's such a good title, such a good cover, and I was reading it outside while my son was playing, and I got to the end, and I like, almost started crying out there. I was like, oh, I'm going to freak him out. I have to hold it in, but it was just really emotional. <laughs> it's so good, though. For those of you who are looking for um, romance book club and not the girl you marry I think those are both coming out in November I think so sometime in the fall yeah yeah which is too long <laughs> <laughs> and then your book again when is that one the next one coming out it should be next summer we don't have a real date okay. for it or anything okay. well I will keep everyone updated as soon as we know <laughs> So, are you ready for the Women With Books lightning round? Yes. I meant to prepare my answers ahead of time because I listened to the podcast. No. But then I've already completely forgotten. Good. No, that's unfair. That's unfair advantage. I would have to pull out the alternative list of questions. I'm kidding. I have no alternative list of questions. I'm lazy. Okay. Um, Dark or milk chocolate? 
is either an option because I will take any kind of chocolate that anyone gives me. Okay. Um, Coffee or tea? Coffee. When your phone rings, do you answer it? Probably not. Not unless it's my mom. (laughs) Number one correct answer here on The Family Feud. (laughs) How do you usually waste time on the internet? Oh, man. Probably Instagram. Yeah. Mountains or beach for your next vacation? Mountains, definitely. Do you call it soda or pop? Soda. On a romance hero or rom-com hero, which one do you prefer? Abs, forearms, or a chiseled jaw? I guess a chiseled jaw. That's a hard one. (laughs) All of the above, yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to think. John Krasinski probably, well, he has good abs now, but I think he probably has... He probably has really nice forearms, too. I bet he does. You know, mine up here, maybe I'll change it to forearms. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to influence you, but I'm just saying. I'm thinking about your hero and going. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Are you more likely to buy a cover, a book cover, with abs on it or a beach scene? Definitely a beach. <laughs> and very important last question. What are your feelings about turning to the last page of a book first? You know, if you'd asked me a few years ago, I would have said, never do that. But now that I have this limited reading time, I don't know. Like, I might, I don't consider doing it. I haven't done it. But sometimes you got to know whether or not a book is actually going to be worth all your time. <laughs> so true. I've been telling everyone about um, a couple books I was reading on vacation where I got to like 75%. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dang it, I'm not feeling this. I was so mad I, not that I wasn't yeah. feeling it I didn't think there was going to be a happy ending or uh-huh. I was like how are they going to pull this out and I was so if I had and in both cases the books pulled it out and it was very satisfying ending which mm-hmm. just goes to show that they're awesome writers but um yeah I'm like oh, maybe no I can't I can't but yes I understand I understand yeah. the um feeling now I mean if you're if you're reading a romance novel like you know you're going to get the happily ever after but if you're reading something that's like women's fiction sometimes you don't know and it can be a little bit scary <laughs> yeah they want you to feel bleak and sad uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well Carrie this was so awesome thank you so much for being on the podcast Thank you so much for having me. I love listening to it in the car, and uh, I'm just really excited to be on. It was really fun. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you for joining me today. If you love this conversation, please leave a review or consider supporting the podcast at the link in the show notes. For a list of books discussed in this episode and other fabulous content, sign up for my newsletter at womenwithbooks.com. And remember, keep reading. Keep reading.